Welcome to the Commune Podcast. My name is Jeff Krasno. Today I'm excited to bring you yet another fantastic lesson from the Commune Library. You'll be hearing from yogi and spiritual leader Sadhguru. His Commune program, titled Wisdom of the Mystic, is a 10-day course filled with insights on living in joy and abundance, including tips on how to become the master of your own mind in order to foster greater peace and greater tranquility. Sadhguru has an inimitable way of approaching life's most existential questions with good humor. And in today's episode, you'll get a taste of his signature jocularity as he excavates stress, the relativity of stress and stress management in a lecture titled, Survival is Not Enough. As you may know, in addition to being a podcast, Commune is also a video course platform featuring a wide range of programs from top teachers on personal growth, yoga, meditation, spirituality, functional medicine, nutrition, and social impact. Essentially, everything that you need in life to be holistically well. For a free five-day pass to this course, offering in-depth sessions that addresses life's most common questions in the pursuit of happiness, go to onecommune.com slash sadguru. That's onecommune.com slash S-A-D-H-G-U-R-U. And please support this podcast by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite pod catcher. Okay, without further delay, I present to you Sadhguru. Wherever you go, people are going on talking about stress management, particularly in the Western countries. Too much stress management, I think it's come to you also now. Made a full circle around the globe and came to you also. I cannot understand this. Why would you manage stress? In my understanding, we manage things which are precious to us. Our family, money, business, wealth, whatever else that is precious to us, we will manage that. Why would you want to manage stress? Somewhere you think it's a part of your life, isn't it? Stress is not happening to you because of your family situations. Stress is not happening to you because of your profession, because of your business, because of the world around you. It's happening to you because you do not know how to manage your own systems. You do not know how to keep your body. You do not know how to manage your mind. You do not know how to manage your emotions or your chemistry or your energies. This is why stress is happening, isn't it? Yes. What is stressful for one person, another person is breezing through the whole… the same situation. Isn't it true? So the stress is not in the situation, it is in your inability to manage yourself. Right now you're depending totally upon your five senses to perceive life. These five senses are not reliable. People always told you, seeing is believing, but you know everybody sees what they want to see. <laughs> Going a little deeper into your vision itself, you know the bird owl, do you have them? The owl? 
See, just now sun is setting, it's becoming dark for you, but all the owls are saying good morning to each other. It's light for him. Morning when the sun comes up, it's light for you, but it's darkness for him. So if you and an owl sit together and start an argument as to which is light and which is darkness, where would it go? Endless argument, isn't it? I'm asking who is right, you or the owl? Huh? What is that? Both. If you're saying both, either you're working in the diplomatic corps <laughs> or you have a successful marriage. <laughs> you have learned to say both, both, both to everything. <laughs> I am asking which is the truth, which is light? What you see is light or what he sees is light? See, both of us may be wrong, one of us may be wrong, but both of us cannot be right, isn't it? What you see is light or what he sees is light? Now this is an endless argument because nature has opened up your senses as it is necessary for your survival. Nature has opened up his senses as it is necessary for his survival. If survival is all you are seeking, sense perception is good enough. But if you are seeking something more than survival, suddenly it's inadequate. Once you have come here as a human being, then somehow survival is not enough. When survival is in question, it's a very big deal. Once it's taken care of, it doesn't mean anything, isn't it so? Yes? See, if you had come here as any other creature on this planet, stomach full, life settled. Yes or no? But once you come as a human being, stomach empty, only one problem, food. Stomach full, one hundred problems. What you call as human life, begins only after survival is taken care of, isn't it? Till your survival is taken care of, you are also like any other creature, just a biological entity. Only after survival is taken care of, other dimensions of what you call as human begin to find expression, isn't it? And what is this? Being… what does hum being human mean? It doesn't mean anything because there is no one established quality which you can say this is human. See, if a tiger is born, for example, if a tiger is born, a tiger is not sitting here and struggling how to become a good tiger. Just find enough food, he will become a good tiger. He has no such struggles, will I really become a good tiger, will I end up as a house cat? There are no such struggles in him. Just find enough food, he'll grow up as a good tiger, isn't it? You're born as a human being. To become a good human being, how many things you have to do? After doing all those things, you still don't know where you belong. You thought you were doing great, your children grow up and say you are no good. Isn't it so? 
you thought you were really doing great because you studied in a good university, you got a first rank, you got a great job, you built your career and you thought you're doing really great. Then your child stands up and says, you are no good. <laughs> in comparison to somebody, looking at this man, you say, oh, compared to this man, I am better. But by yourself, you don't know where you stand, isn't it? So what you call as human is a flux. This moment, you can be godlike. Next moment, you can be brute-like. What is human is not an established entity. It can just go whichever way. So this is the beauty of your life, that this moment you can be whichever way you want to be. Now this freedom is what humanity is struggling with right now. If you are suffering your bondage, it's all right, but you are actually suffering your freedom. If your life was as fixed as any other creature's life, you would not experience any stress you would go through it effortlessly. Now your problem is, there is freedom to be whichever way you want to be the next moment. This is what you are struggling with. If you are suffering your bondage, it's all right. If you are suffering your freedom, that's a tragedy, isn't it? Your life is not a tragedy because this happened or that happened. Your life is a tragedy because everything is happening and you are missing it. Yes? This did not happen, that did not happen, that's not a tragedy. Sun came up in the morning, but you cannot experience it. You're breathing, you cannot experience that. You're alive, you cannot enjoy that. This is a tragedy, isn't it? Yes or no? What happened, what did not happen is not the point. The most significant aspect of your life is that you're alive right now. Is that so? Everything else is secondary and incidental. Is that so? Yes? But you are not aware of your aliveness. You are busy with your psychological nonsense. Your thoughts, your emotions have become… Your psychological reality has become far more important than your existential reality. What it means is, you are so enamored with your own petty creation that you are completely missing the grandeur of creator's creation. That's what it means. But you will go to the temple and broke… <laughs> you do all kinds of things, but if you truly value creation, the best thing that you can do is to pay attention and to experience it, isn't it? Yes or no? What is the greatest tribute? Suppose somebody cooked some nice food and presented it in front of you, what is the greatest tribute? That you write a poetry on it or you joyfully eat it, which is better? Somebody has done a work of art, you ignore it and give him an award, is that great? or you truly appreciate and enjoy it, is that great? So, your damn worship, your ritual, your nonsense is not important. If you truly value the creator and the creation, the best thing is that you lived blissfully. That is the best appreciation for the creator.
my question is uh, how does one deal with insecurities how does one deal with insecurity life is insecure there is no security about life because shall i reveal a secret to you hmm? however young and healthy you are you're going to die one day i'll bless you with a long life but you will die one day is it okay no <laughs> so you can die joyfully or you can die crying it's up to you but anyway you'll die one day yes or no if you say i don't want to die today you start the chanting i don't want to die i don't want to die i don't want to die all that will happen is you will not live but you will die <laughs> yes the fear i don't want to die will make you not live but it will not make you not die anyway you will die coming to terms with mortality is one very important thing If you don't come to terms with mortality, you're living in a fancy world of unreal world, not in the real world. The real world is, we come and go. So many countless number of people have come and gone before us, isn't it? You're… <laughs> you're in an institution from 1857, I was just wondering how they started an institution in that year because in that year there was such turmoil all over the country, hmm? 1857. Lot of upheaval in the country but somehow somebody managed to start an institution. The soil that you're walking upon, we don't know how many people are buried, yes or no? All these countless people, number of people who walked this planet before you and me, where are they? They are all topsoil. Yes or no? This will also become topsoil one day. Unless your friends choose to bury you real deep, <laughs> fearing you may raise from the dead. And there have… there have been certain instances. This happened. There was an old couple in Texas, over seventy-five years of age. It was their dream to go to the Holy Land or the Jerusalem. But because of business and then children, children growing up, going to the university and their marriages and da-da-da, they never made it. When they're over seventy-five years of age, they made the trip to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a place where every cobblestone reeks of history. So they walked that pathway where Jesus is supposed to have walked, they went to that place where he's supposed to have walked in the water and many things like this. They were overwhelmed by this whole experience and unfortunately the lady had a heart attack and she died. Then the man was preparing to take her body back to Texas. But then the local people approached and said, see, 
Jerusalem is the holy land. This is the right place to die. She's done the right thing. So let's do all the rituals here and bury her here. And it just costs you twenty-five thousand dollars. Because if you take her back to Texas, just the transportation costs eighteen thousand dollars and local charges and in America the cemetery charges are very heavy. All this put together, you will spend much more money and above all, she's chosen to die in the holy land. This is where she must be buried, let's do it. The man said, no, I'm taking her back to Texas. They said, see, you're very distressed because of your wife's death. You're not able to think straight, we can understand. So we will give you a super discount, fifteen thousand dollars. This is a haggling place, you know. Let's do it. The man thought about it and he said, no, I will take her back to Texas. Then they said, see, it doesn't make sense. You, I can see you're very distressed. You lost your wife of forty-five years, so obviously you're very, very distressed. You're not thinking straight at all. We can understand this just because of that. You are an American and you are from Texas, so we give you an absolute super, super discount, ten thousand dollars. Let's do it. Come on, let's do it, let's do it. You must… what I am talking, if you want to understand, you must go to Kashi or Hardwar, someplace, <laughs> how these things happen, you know <laughs> Then the man thought about it and he said, no, I am taking her back to Texas. Then they threw their hands up and said, why? What's the problem with you? Ten thousand dollars, let's do it. He said, see, in Texas, dead stay dead. <laughs> so, if you come to terms with your mortality, security, insecurity, all these things will go. You are living on a daily basis as if you are forever. The fundamental awareness that this is mortal, this is here only for a limited amount of time, if this was a you know, a normal conscious thing for you, you would put your life to best use for sure. And if you come to terms with that one thing, there would be no insecurity because there's nothing to gain, nothing to lose in this life. You came with nothing. Whatever the hell is happening, you're on the profit side. Yes or no? Huh? Isn't it so? Did you come with investment? No. You come with nothing. So whatever the hell is happening, you're always on the profit side, isn't it? And anyway, they don't allow you to take a container <laughs> in the end. So all you have is how profound, intense and beautiful is your experience of life. So don't make too much fuss about it. You are acting as if you're going to lose something. No, there's nothing to lose, nothing to gain because you come and you go. You may think, oh, my life, my life. No, it's your… your life on this planet is like a pop-up. On the computer screen, you've seen these pop-ups. You just a pop-up and pop-out.
In the meantime, will you rise and shine is the only question, all right? So if anyway you shine, sometimes you may be seen by people, sometimes you may not be seen by people. The important is you… Sh you are shining within yourself and that's all that matters. If people have eyes, they will see it. If they have no eyes, they won't see it. That's their problem. But you are living an intense and profound life. That's all that matters here. If you understand this and if you bring this into your life, insecurity will not happen because security can happen only in death. Yes or no? People keep asking me, coming to me and asking me, Sadhguru, please bless us, nothing should happen to us. I say, hey, what kind of blessing is this? My blessing is let everything happen to you. <laughs> everything that's life must happen to you. Have you come here to avoid life or have you come here to experience life? Please, you must make a decision right now. Have you come here to avoid life or to experience life? Experience life. All the different dimensions of what this life holds must happen to you, isn't it so? If you come to avoid life, there's an ocean right here. You can jump into the ocean. See, if you want to avoid life, you must die. It's a more efficient way of doing things, isn't it? You're alive and you try to avoid life, it'll become miserable. If you feel insecure, that's what you will do you will try to avoid life. When you're alive and try to avoid life, it'll cause immense misery. When you're alive, you live. When you die, you die. Don't get up from the dead. Thank you for listening to this excerpt from Sadhguru's course, Wisdom of the Mystic. To redeem a free five-day pass to this course, offering in-depth sessions that address life's most common questions in the pursuit of happiness, go to onecommune.com slash sadhguru. That's onecommune.com slash S-A-D-H-G-U-R-U and sign up. Of course, feel free to email me with any suggestions or questions or criticism of the constructive variety at jeffk at onecommune.com. Okay, that's all from the commune for today. My name is Jeff Krasno, and I'm here for you. Mm -hmm.